0: From Centered, welcome to the Take Root Podcast, where our purpose is to share testimonies that encourage you to deepen your roots of faith.
1: Join host Karen Johnson to hear stories of those who have experienced God directing their own lives to a deeper, engaged faith. Well, today, friends, I'm excited to introduce to you a dear friend of mine, Kelly Schneider. And perhaps the most telling thing I can share with you about Kelly is that she has a servant heart that has actually impacted many lives. After having worked for many years as a social worker, Kelly continues to have great impact as a trustee on the board of Union Gospel Mission in Seattle, serving on the planning committee for the King County Prayer Breakfast, and as a young life leader at Bellevue High School, proving to all of us that we're never too old to step into the lives of teens, love them, and share God's love with them. Kelly is married to Jim and they live in Bellevue, Washington. Thanks for being with us today, Kelly. Thanks, Karen. Always love seeing you. I love seeing you too and your beautiful smile. And today I think you're calling in from the desert. You're down in the I'm, sunshine.
0: I am in the sunshine. a girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bring some home when you come. Okay. I'll, I'll try to. Okay. Well, listen, let's just start with you telling us about you, about your family, your upbringing, your faith journey, your marriage, all of that stuff.
0: So, um, well, Karen, you've heard all this before, probably a few times, but uh, Mm -hmm. obviously by my accent, I'm not a a native Northwesterner, even though it'll be 30 years that I'll be in Seattle Mm. in October, 30 years. So I was born and raised in Lafayette, Louisiana, a small Cajun town of about 150,000 people. And I was raised in this town um, by two loving parents, Mm. uh, Pete and Dot, and we Mm -hmm. had a great life. Um, Mm -hmm. my parents, um, were very loving people. They still are. They're both still alive. Um, and people ask me, well, were you raised in a Christian home? Mm -hmm. And I always pause. I'm like, "Hmm." well, we went to church every Sunday. We were raised very Episcopalian. Mm -hmm. If some of you that might resonate with some of you, Mm -hmm. um, we never really heard about sin. We never heard about a personal relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. but we were in church every Sunday. Um, and we went to the same Episcopal school that my, my parents helped start, um, many years ago. I went to the same Episcopal prep school from nursery school to 12th grade, same wow. people the whole way through.
1: Oh my, so that was
0: really ideal. Hmm. That was a really mm-hmm. nice upbringing. My parents were never really saw my parents doing a Bible study of any type, but they were very involved with the church. They were on the altar guild, et cetera. So did I know the Lord growing up? I cannot honestly tell you, I didn't. I, mm. I believe there was a God, but it stopped there. Like a good Southerner from a good Southern family, it was more important what you wore to church, how you mm. look to make sure you're dressed the part than really what the message was at church.
1: Mm. Wow. So uh,
0: now that I'm older, uh, I look back and I I have a lot of sadness about that. I think mm. that's, that's mm. really sad that we missed the mark on that. Um, mm. Went through high school, started high school and- Probably had the biggest uh, biggest trial in my life was when my parents got divorced when I was 15. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: That was very traumatic for me. My dad was um, quite successful and just kind of got sidetracked. I got off off track a little bit. My Mm -hmm. mother was doing the best she could. Uh, It was a a very rough divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, And it went on for two years. Mm -hmm. And I became angry, Karen. I think I became angry. I became a little bitter of why Mm -hmm. this was happening. I remember being a little girl. We had a place in Florida growing up and being there and being on my hands and knees in the bedroom like it was yesterday and Mm -hmm. praying that my parents would not get divorced. So they did. That's where I kind of felt that anger starting. Mm
1: -hmm. That's right. I
0: kind of of felt that the enemy really grabbing hold of me.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Were you angry at God? Did you know enough to be... God enough to be angry at him or just angry in general?
0: That's a great question. Looking back, I can say now that I Mm -hmm. think I was angry with God. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that then, though. Mm -hmm. I was angry Mm -hmm. at my parents. I was angry Mm -hmm. uh, at everyone. I was always had a great group of friends and had great support, very close friends growing up, who I still talk to Mm -hmm. a couple of them monthly, Mm -hmm. The even from nursery school. So we have long, strong ties. But I didn't know enough about God to be angry with them to be honest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. carry that into college mm-hmm. and uh, went went to Ole Miss and had a great time. Too good a time, Karen. <laughs> um, Pledge <laughs> Kappa because you're my sister. I have to do a shout out for Kappa Kappa Gamma. There we
1: go. Because <laughs> uh, you're my sister.
0: Um, and uh, did Nova Lord continue to kind of be angry? If you didn't Know me super well, you would never have known it. I only really got angry with my family, with my parents, um, but I would have terrible fits with them. And I remember starting to feel like, is this it? Mm I don't know if anyone's felt like that. Is this it? I mean, Mm -hmm. by appearances, Mm -hmm. I had it all. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. yes, mom and I got divorced. That was terrible, but I went to the right schools we went to the right places. I went to a good, a fun school. I joined a great sorority from the world's view. It looked good, but I think I was dying inside. If that makes sense. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I, I put on a good front, yeah. a really good front. Mm-hmm. Um, so get through college, dated a little bit through college, had a few boyfriends, only went to church occasionally in college because the cute boys always went to this one shirt. So we would go on Mm -hmm. Sundays to see if we could Mm -hmm. see any of the cute boys, Mm -hmm. but nothing that was life, life giving or life changing. Mm -hmm. So how did that change? Um, So uh, after college, I went on to graduate school. Mm-hmm. To uh, get my master's in social work. And I just went from Ole Miss to Tennessee, a very short jaunt, mm-hmm. and started getting a little bit inquisitive about faith. Started going to a Presbyterian church there in Memphis, um, hanging out with a nice group of people, um, mm-hmm. but you know, one foot in and one foot out. Yes. I'm still yeah, still not giving my life to Christ. I was yeah. still
1: yeah. Yeah. one
0: foot in and one foot out, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up meeting my former husband. And he mm-hmm. was in residency. I was in a, a master's degree, getting um, my master's, and then I was working at the hospital where he was in training.
1: Okay, um, mm-hmm.
0: and we met. He checked all the boxes, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. checked all the boxes. He was mm-hmm. hardworking. He was raised very differently than I was. He was not given much growing up. I really respected that. I was given way too much. He was self-made. He put himself through UW Med School, uh, really uh, had a lot of integrity. Uh, We got married and my anger got worse Hmm. and it it got worse. And fast forward, um, I moved to Seattle. I started working as a hospice social worker. I was there for many years and Matt. And then we started trying to have children and that's when things really
1: started to go south.
0: Went through many, many years of infertility. I think I had four mm-hmm. abdominal surgeries, five in vitro uh, wow. cycle. Wow,
1: that's a whole lot of pain right there.
0: It's a lot of pain and especially when it's layered pain, when I hadn't really dealt with my uh-huh. parents' divorce, yeah. hadn't dealt with some of my anger issues. Yeah. You marry someone and you bring all your quote unquote junk. Yeah, um, I always tell my young life girls, you know, if you don't deal with your junk now, yeah, the Lord's going to deal with it somehow and it's going to manifest itself out into other relationships. So I want yeah. you to really deal with your stuff young and work on, you mm-hmm. know, really ask God to help you. And so the anger got to a point where it was really bad mm-hmm. and it didn't happen all the time. It wasn't mm-hmm. a frequent thing, but mm-hmm. when it did, it was, it was very, um, it was abusive. I, I think I was abusive to Mike in in many ways, mm. and I still have such sadness. Even thinking, it's even hard for me to be vulnerable and say that out loud. You know? mm, I've bet. asked Mike to forgive me, and you know, and the I Lord bet. most importantly. But um, so unfortunately, uh, mm. Mike left. He left me, and um, that was heartbreaking.
1: Yeah,
0: and it uh,
1: mm.
0: literally rocked me to my core. Hmm. And I'll never forget this, Karen. I called um, one of my best friends, Bernadette, and the morning he left and she went and confronted him and he wouldn't say much. And the next day she took me to her pastor, Pastor Hmm. David Brakey at uh, Maltby Christian Assembly of God in Maltby. Hmm. And so just to kind of a comparison, I had been going to St. Thomas Episcopal Church. Oh, yeah. So to go from St. Thomas to Maltby, yeah, yeah. Assembly of God. Yeah, you really quite a really difference. Get, you really can't get <laughs> any more different. And I felt at home. I felt huh. Huh. the pastor looked at me and asked me if I'd ever accepted Christ. And I was sobbing in his
1: office. And I said, oh. I, I said, I've been in BSF for a few years because I didn't ask you that. Which is Bible study fellowship and a very deep uh, study of Scripture. In exactly. case people don't know what that is, okay, go exactly. ahead. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for explaining that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd be in BSF for for three years, but you know what's amazing is that mm-hmm. the Lord knew what was going to wow. happen to me. Yeah. And He was preparing me to get me into a study with a group of women that knew Him so deeply, and to put me right with the perfect leaders. Hmm. And so, um. Hmm. The Lord knew. And so uh, he asked me, the pastor, if I knew the Lord. And I, I asked, I told him, I thought I did. And then I realized, you know, I don't.
1: Hmm. And he
0: held my hands and he talked to me and told me what to say and asked if I believed it. And I said, with all my heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. some people don't have this. And I just, I don't know why the Lord gave this to me. It was a born again experience right there hmm. um, of hmm. May 2nd. Um, Wow, 2002. My life has never been the same. Oh,
1: that's beautiful. Well, that's, you know, that's actually a a beautiful story right there because Jesus tells us we have to be born again. We have to be born of the flesh and of the spirit. And that's being born of the spirit when you recognize his love for you and receive it. It's pretty, like you say, it's pretty simple. It's like, okay, yes, I realize you love me so much. You came to die for me and... Thank you. And I love you back.
0: (laughs) Exactly, Karen. And it's kind of funny because you don't, some people don't get it. They don't understand. They might've always been raised in a Christian home, but I had a true fall on my face, Hmm. you know, crying on the floor, Hmm. uh, unable to function type of born again Hmm. experience. And I guess that's, the Lord will go to great lengths to get our attention.
1: Hmm. Um, Oh yes, he will. Yeah, He sure will. Wow. So then you move beyond that. And when did you meet Jim? So I met Jim
0: uh, a couple of years later. I Uh had known Jim a little bit uh, at the hospital, but not really Mm -hmm. Um, like high, high and passing. Mm -hmm. And then um, we, he asked me one day, uh, actually, it's kind of funny because he saw me in the hallway and said, you know, I'm really sorry to hear about, about you and Mike, you know, I really encourage you to. To work it out, I went through a divorce two years ago, and I said, "Oh, we've been, you know, separated for a while, and it's just mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's not going to work." And uh, and then I didn't see him again. Mm-hmm. And then I ran into him probably, I guess, a year later, and um, maybe a little year and a half later, and we had coffee, and that was it. Wow. And Jim had his wife had left him, and um, earlier time, and he had had a similar kind of experience mm. with God, and just mm. realized he wanted to give us his life to Christ and live differently, and Hmm. Um it'll be 16 years that we've been married and we dated for a couple of years. So 18 years. It's crazy. Congratulations.
1: Yes. That's that's some good stuff right there. And so much healing, I'm sure, in in all of that. Just it's amazing how God heals our hearts at the right time.
0: I love that that song by Big Daddy Weave. I am redeemed. Hmm. Um, He set me free. Hmm. And that's how I feel. I feel like the Lord redeemed me. Wow. Um and picked me up and Is molding me continually.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I still struggle, but he's molding me into the woman that he wants me to be. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, you have a very receptive heart that way, Kelly to allow God to to continue to mold you. And as I said, at the beginning, you have a very giving heart. And I want to ask you a couple of questions about that. You are on the board of uh, Union Gospel Mission, and you have been for many years. You've gone out on the vans to serve the homeless for many years and interact with them and love on them. And how did you first get started in that work? So I think being a social worker in college and grad school, I
0: was always working with um, challenging populations of people, whether it be homeless, addicts, mental health struggles, so that was part of my training all along.
1: So mm-hmm. I really,
0: um, mm-hmm. my last stint, maybe the last 15 years of my career was spent in ICU and emergency rooms. So I'd see a oh, lot of the same, you know. You did see
1: a lot of the homeless come in and out. Then. I sure yeah. did. I sure yeah. did. And
0: I always had a heart for it. I had a yeah. heart for this in high school, even in middle school. So I've always had a heart for this. Um yeah. And so I stopped working and Linda Rance, as you know, mm-hmm. we know Linda, she was a mm-hmm. former board member at the UGM and former president at UGM mm-hmm. of our board. She reached out to me and said, I think you you need to think about and pray about joining the Union Gospel Mission Board. And before she even finished, I went, yes. I was like, <laughs> yes, uh, this is. So I met with Jeff Lilly, who was our president at the time, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. it felt like an anointing from the Holy Spirit. Wow. I prayed about it. I had green lights everywhere. I had goosebumps. I felt the Lord saying, This is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to serve. Hmm. My my faith journey was such a profound change in my life yeah. that I've been very adamant that I really will only want to serve at this point in my in my life with Christian organizations that hmm. spread okay. the gospel. Okay. So yeah. I was really clear on if I'm going to spend my time, it's it's going to have to be to glorify him and build hmm. his kingdom.
1: Hmm. Um wow.
0: and I'm very proud of the mission, the work that we do, because I think we do a very good job of
1: that i I would agree with that. I, I'm curious for you to share with us what what have you learned in the years you've been serving at UGM and serving the homeless and going out on the bands? What have you learned what What would you share with us that we need to know about the homeless, about that population? It's certainly a big issue that everybody's thinking about more so these days than ever
0: um I I agree. It's probably the number one issue in our city right now. I I think I too, even though I work on the streets, work work on the board and passionate about the homeless, I too get frustrated. So let me start Mm -hmm. off saying that. Mm
1: -hmm. I get Mm -hmm.
0: frustrated with seeing our downtown being destroyed. I Mm -hmm. get um, frustrated with seeing the same people I've been on the board now uh, going on nine, maybe even 10 years, seeing the same people on the street serving, you know, month mm-hmm. after month, week after week, year mm-hmm. after year. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's really hit me, I do, I do something called precepts now, which is another kind of type of Bible study uh-huh. from, by mm-hmm. Kay Arthur. And, and we're doing Isaiah mm-hmm. and it shows me, and even today, one of the verses was talking about in Isaiah 30, the in verse 18 of Isaiah uh, chapter 30, verse 18. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. He waits on high to have compassion on you. So I've learned how to be more compassionate. Hmm. I've learned to realize every one of those people have a story. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they weren't raised like I was. Go to to the best schools, have a lot of privileges, a very privileged life. And um, and a lot of them had some very unfortunate things happen to them. So Mm -hmm. I I feel Mm -hmm. like the gospel is an empowering tool. Mm -hmm. The gospel is a a message of hope. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people haven't heard. They don't feel any hope. Um, Yes, I I agree that a lot of them need to have a consequence. I'm not saying that. But I feel Mm -hmm. like if we can get one person and -hmm. save one person off the streets and Mm -hmm. give them the message of hope and the message of that Jesus is real and he wants you to have a a relationship with you and he loves Mm -hmm. you. And you were created for more than living like this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's It's so powerful. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that we are so quick to judge
1: yeah. and it's if oh. you
0: go yeah. out and look on the streets and hear their stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and see the hope in their eyes that, that the Lord uses us to bring to these people.
1: yeah, um, yeah. it's
0: it's very, very powerful.
1: Yeah, And it does mean, world to them when somebody stops to ask them their story. I think sometimes we tend to be fearful and walk by and don't look at them. And the not being seen and not having somebody even say, hi, how are you doing? What's your story? That they feel, uh, a, a few that I've interacted with anyway, they feel invisible. Nobody sees me. And yet there they are sitting there, an image bearer of the living God. We all are, each of us are. So how do we how do we interact with how do we get over that sense of otherness or fear to just stop and say, how are you doing? And tell me your story. How, how did you get here? That's You're exactly a-
0: right. I I'll never forget one time I was working, I was out with Jeff Lilly one night the former president mm-hmm. of union gospel
1: mission. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, we were serving this one gal and I had made a bunch of cookies and I brought, I, I got the cookies out and I said, do you want know cookies? She goes, well, what kind are they? <laughs> and I thought to myself, <laughs> well, that was kind of a little attitude with a capital a and then um, I told her to talk with chip She goes, well okay well I like peanut butter best but I'll eat the chocolate with chip I said well great <laughs> and then later I'm helping her go through all the clothes and we always have bags of clothes for them to go through
1: uh-huh.
0: and she's like you know everything is just yucky in here everything just sucks in this bag and I I thought to myself well you little you know I thought to my you know well that's not being very grateful that we're out here
1: hmm. so later
0: that night I'm telling Jeff this Hmm. And she kept complaining about there was too much orange. Like we, there, there, there wasn't enough pink clothes in the in the hmm. bunch. It was some weird night where we had some a little a lot of odd clothing in that in that bag. Hmm. I said Jeff, she wasn't really grateful. I really struggle with that. And Jeff goes, "So what's your favorite color?" Hmm. I said, "Probably blue." He hmm. goes, "Okay, and what's your favorite cookie?" I said, "Uh, probably a good like oatmeal chocolate chip or something." He goes, "And what if someone had like oatmeal raisin?" Did you like raisins? And I said, Oh, I can't stand raisins in my cookies. He goes. <laughs> so, what's the difference between her telling you that? Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, and you having that opinion too. And I said, mm-hmm. Jeff, mm-hmm. forgive me. Yeah. And I got teary eyed, and I said, I sound like some, you know, mm-hmm. entitled woman mm-hmm. living in the burbs, mm-hmm. and so out of touch. And I had to ask Lord to forgive me. I, I yeah. really was very humbled, and that rocked me when jeff said that to me and i've never forgotten that
1: hmm. wow um, that's and so
0: and now when you see that and you see the attitude a lot on the streets and if you just if you just love them guys if you just if you just really hmm. show them love hmm. it's real hard it might take a few times of seeing them but the holy spirit will soften them
1: yeah wow
0: in the meantime, you might get changed.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's always about that, isn't he? Yes. Okay, so let's move on to now. You've you've stepped into another world fairly recently, a couple of years, I think. Now you've been a young life leader at Bellevue yeah. High School. And you have entered into the drama of teenage girls.
0: Much harder than homelessness. And and loving on them. (laughs) There's no comparison.
1: So tell us about that. What's that been like? And how did you choose to step into that?
0: It happened when I, uh, Steve Blacksmith, who's our air director, asked me to be on the Northwest Regional Committee for Young Life. Um, And I, I served on that committee for a couple of years and I liked it I mean who doesn't love being around Steve Blacksmith I adore him
1: yeah he's great
0: but I really and I I went to Malibu once as adult guest and I just I'd been a couple times that I went as an adult guest and stayed there for three nights Jim and I did and mm-hmm. I just felt the Holy Spirit saying you know what you need to be a leader hmm. you need to be a leader because I kept thinking if I had had a great young life leader hmm. in high school mm-hmm. to walk me through my parents divorce things might've been different. Now, I'm not saying that the Lord didn't know every single plan because he did. And he yeah. knew what I would go through. Yeah. And he walked through me. Mm-hmm. But if we can bring some hope to some young kids and mm-hmm. even on the streets, there's such a correlation for me there because I see so many kids on the streets. And I think if they had someone they could talk to that could mm-hmm. bring them hope, you're yeah. not trying to change these kids with these people. You're mm-hmm. trying to walk on. The Holy Spirit's going to do that. You let the yeah. Lord do that. Yeah. But you just show up for them. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it was intimidating. We started off, um, my third year. So it right before COVID and I signed up with hmm. two other leaders mm-hmm. and we started Chinook. They're very intimidating. Th- these curls are <laughs> beyond intimidating. Um, and you, you want to be cool and you want to be hip and you want to, you know, not sound real motherly or real 55 issue. Like, like I am, um, and so I think the Lord has stretched me a lot because there have been times where I've been frustrated, where we planned a big event mm. and like four kids show up out of 30
1: mm. and you yeah. think, okay, yeah. the enemy
0: gets to me and says, what am I doing? Mm. These kids aren't going to show up for me. I mean, like I, li- I listen mm. to myself and I think it's not about you, Kelly. It's not about showing up for you. If one kid shows up to take mm. him to coffee, take yeah. him to get something to eat. And I've done that. And that's been the most precious times ever. Yeah. And you know, um, that
1: that really brings up something that's been on my, my mind a lot lately. We, we, I think all of us right now are feeling so helpless mm-hmm. with this war going on in Ukraine. And oh my goodness, the families, the children, it's just horrific. They're bombed out of their homes. They're How many refugees now? Over 3 million, I think. Unbelievable. And there's going to be more. And it just feels so helpless. Of course, we can give to organizations that are on the ground there and we can You know, if they come here, open our homes, whatever. But I think that most of us think, Lord, those are such big problems. I can't fix that. I can't fix these big problems in the world like Boko Haram stealing children from schools. I can't fix that. I can pray. What can I do? And I think God puts things in front of us. You can help this one family or this one person or that one girl you took to coffee. It's kind of that idea of do one thing. Do one thing that God puts in front of you. That phone call he nudges you to make or that neighbor he nudges you to go reach out to or whatever it is. For you, it was getting involved at UGM and now becoming a young life leader to interact with teenage girls. But everybody has a nudge that God puts before us. And if we all do that one thing, then we are making a difference, don't you think?
0: I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think we're so caught up in this world of being busy. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's an idolatry yeah.
1: hmm. of
0: being busy. And if you're not busy, then You Mm -hmm. don't feel like you're worthy. Well, that's the world. That's what the world tells us. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to have trials. He tells us that, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. but He's overcome them all. And if we can just interrupt our busyness, yeah, I think I mentioned this once when I spoke at the King County Fair Breakfast Mm -hmm. when Jeff Mm Lilly interviewed me about being a volunteer. If you can just interrupt your life a little bit, yes, um, Yes. and kind of look at your calendar and say, what is life giving? Mm
1: -hmm. What is
0: what is, what is spreading the good news mm-hmm. of, in my calendar right now?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How am I giving light and hope to someone or mm-hmm. sharing, the, sharing what Jesus did in my life with someone?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and if, if you're looking at a calendar where it's all about you and satisfying yourself, I, and I've had those moments where I, I've had to rectify and say, I got to get back on track. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it can be reaching out to that homeless person on the street and saying, mm-hmm. how can I pray mm-hmm. for you? Mm-hmm. And everyone always asks me, "Should I give them money?" I Kelly, should I give them money? I typically give them a little blessing bag of socks, a granola bar, mm-hmm. water, and then information with phone numbers for UGM. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but if you feel love of the Holy Spirit, you give them twenty bucks, ten bucks, five bucks, fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Do it. That's between yeah. you and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, I think if we if we all did that a little bit, if we yeah. all went out of our way, we live in such a prideful world. That we're afraid of being vulnerable. And yeah, even you can do yeah. it even to your neighbor next door who you've never spoken to. Yeah. Um yeah. and say, you know, I want to reach out to you and just say, Hi, you want to grab coffee with me? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. just to humble yourself. I, I think when people break down those walls yeah. and they can be vulnerable, oh, it makes such an impact with people.
1: Mm, it sure does. And when you get back to like some of the basic things that Jesus taught, that, that's at the top of the list, you know, that our purpose is to love God with our heart, mind, and soul, and to That's love right. our neighbor as ourself. And, you know, and Jesus taught us who our neighbor is. It's it's everyone. And so, again, just look for who's the neighbor God's put in front of you today. I,
0: I And I couldn't agree with you more. I think our world has gotten so far away from loving others. And I think our world has gotten so far away, in my opinion, of God's truth. Yeah. Um, I think we, yeah. it's, you know, I'm going to love them if they do a certain thing.
1: Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. or
0: I'm going to call them if they call me back or if they text me back in a timely fashion, I don't want to be too, too antsy or, or I I don't want to be so anxious to to reach Mm -hmm. out to them. I'm like, Mm -hmm. why not? Yeah. You know, why not think less of yourself and, you know, think more of others. Right. For sure.
1: Well, you mentioned you just mentioned the King County Prayer Breakfast and you uh, at which you spoke a few years back, which was wonderful. And normally that's um, a big gathering held in a hotel ballroom. And uh, you and I have been on that uh, prayer and planning committee for many years together and share with us a little bit about this um, idea we are moving towards that we've wanted to do for many years, but now we're actually making a move towards it to gather communities everywhere around the county to be praying for their little community and their leaders, their local leaders. What's your excitement around that? And tell us what you're thinking about that.
0: So it's so ex- exciting for me. I remember when Jess Vancil, um brought up the word, um, Ephesia, I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is that? And just the idea of going out and going into the community and just getting people together to lift up the name of jesus in their communities and to pray for each other and to pray for our local you know governance it's fabulous to come together to a big ballroom but it did kind of feel weird to me mm. you come together in this big fancy ballroom mm. and you pray and then we all leave and that's it mm. and and, mm-hmm. and we'll see you next year so to really have more of a relational experience mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. where you're sitting down next to someone and saying you know how can i pray for you yeah. like how, how am i getting to know your neighbor how can i pray for you it's scary it's it, it mm-hmm. is a little scary it can be a little mm-hmm. freaky but mm-hmm. i think that what it does is it creates a bond with people when you share intimately it's like it's a it's catching people yeah. see it and they get excited and so i think it's mm-hmm. so fantastic to see we've got Tuck will a kid i mean
1: How many, 39 counties we have? Is that how many we have? You mean cities in King
0: County? Cities, yes. Excuse me, 39 cities.
1: So it's the exciting thing is to think about, you know, that there are already people praying in all those communities and cities all over the county. And it's not even just the cities. It's plus all little housing communities and um, other communities. And to find those people who are already gathering and praying and then connect them like in a web to come together and all pray together on that one day, but then to continue throughout the year, staying in touch, praying for our community. So it's it makes it more of an ongoing prayer for all of the county rather than, which is something we always wanted, but weren't sure how to accomplish. And it's well, exciting. And I think
0: the coolest thing is, you yeah. know, Karen, I'm gonna let other people who you interview talk more about this, but is when Wes Anderson and Jeff Rogers, who are two men on, our, on the committee, mm-hmm. came up with this idea of, Let's start meeting downtown and praying. Let's mm-hmm. go downtown to where mm-hmm. the, the the people who are hurting the most. Mm-hmm. Let's go be among them and show them you are loved mm-hmm. and we want to lift you up and we want to lift our city up. And we're, mm-hmm. you know, Lord, we're going to fight for our city and we're going to turn Seattle around. And it is amazing to see yeah. that the faithful people that mm-hmm. have shown up every week at noon at Westlake Center.
1: Every Thursday. Every, every Thursday, every Thursday at noon. <laughs> that's a,
0: that's a big plug. Um, every Thursday at noon at, at Westlake West Lake
1: Park. Mm-hmm.
0: Westlake West Park to see people out there praying yeah. over our city. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And the people we've met mm-hmm. and we celebrated mm-hmm. a guy who was homeless, his birthday mm-hmm. one, um, one evening mm-hmm. down at South Center at a mm-hmm. restaurant. And yeah um, Alexis brought cupcakes. I mean, that's (laughs) what it's all about.
1: Yeah. Well, when we first started going down there, all the businesses were still boarded up, right? It was a very dark, uh, lonely place at the time. And I'll never forget, um, even just in the first months when they started putting up the Christmas lights from like, I think, I don't remember. I think we started September to December. And when the Christmas lights went up, and a few of the boards started coming down. It felt like life was starting again in downtown exactly. Seattle. And
0: exactly.
1: That was exciting. Exactly. So, yeah. so I,
0: I I encourage people, I know we have a lot of people who are they want to leave Seattle and they're angry and they're mad at our, you know, city council. And I said, you know what? Take some mm-hmm. of that energy. Take, mm-hmm. take some of that. And if you really humble yourself and say, Lord, and he I've done this to him, change my attitude toward my town. Mm-hmm. Change my attitude. Give me mm-hmm. a softened heart and show me mm. what I can do to make Seattle a city that will be known that glorifies your name.
1: Yeah. Um yeah.
0: it's it's powerful to really see
1: him working because he is working in our city. Yes, he is. And that's exciting. Very exciting. Well, is there any last word you want to leave us with, a last thought to encourage people?
0: You know, I think um I'm gonna leave you with my life verse. Um mm. that was a verse that Uh, when the bottom of my trial, when I couldn't even function, Mm. wasn't leaving the house too much. And every, every sermon I heard, I heard this verse in Exodus 14, 14, Mm. the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still, to be still in his word, be still in his presence. Mm. And you let him work for you and work through your life. And you will see a difference in your life.
1: Mm, that's a beautiful finishing verse. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being with us. Oh, thanks, Karen. Sharing, of you. Sharing from your life. I love you too. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, Karen. Thank
0: you for listening to the Take Root podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share. To learn more about Centered and hear more stories of discovery and growth in Jesus, visit us at Centered.org.